Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's 3 o'clock on Dukes and Bell. I find it interesting. Thanks for making us your sports station. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It is Dukes and Bell on a Friday. Uh, It's been busy, um, to say the least. And if you're just joining us, I tell you every day, you need to be here because you just don't know what's going to happen. You don't know who is going to come on this show. You don't know what's going to play out. And today... As Sam Amick from The Athletic, longtime NBA writer, put out a piece um, about our Atlanta Hawks. And again, for those of you who are saying, okay, Dukes and Bell, what is this all about? Plain and simple, this is about the power structure now of our Atlanta Hawks and what's going on. And Mike, we now know it's official, at least according to Sam, that Travis is not having any say whatsoever over any personnel moves. So, we have to go back from the time that he stepped down and said, hey, I'm going to be in an advisory role. But, Mike, he's not advising anything. Yeah, it's basically he got moved out. Uh, and uh, it's apparently it's a well-kept or well-known secret amongst uh, NFL, I should say NBA personnel people, that Travis Schlenk is not involved in the day-to-day operation of this team. Landry Fields is 34 years of age. You know, I mean, I, th- I was under the impression that Schlenk hired him, but a lot of folks felt that, you know, Fields was uh, perhaps – at least brought in from, or at least was familiar with Nick Ressler, Tony Ressler's 27-year-old son, who, when you read the article, is basically throwing his weight around, and he's brought his own people in. They basically took midseason, the Hawks scouting people and personnel out. So you're basically doing this in the middle of the season, a season with tremendous dysfunction with Nate and Trey and that dust-up, you know, the constant John Collins rumors, and most importantly, a team that's floundering that's under 500 that is a, this is a disaster. So th- this is a big-time soap opera. There's a lot to unpack. I know not everyone subscribes to The Athletic, but I can tell you it's tremendous reading, and it reminds you of stuff, the kind of stuff you hear about, like the dysfunction behind the scenes of, you know, take any of your famous favorite franchises that go through this crap, like the Yankees with the Steinbrenners, you know, where you've always got something going on behind the scenes. Here's the other part of this, and we're going to let you hear some of, some of what Sam said coming up here in less than 20 minutes in regards to, to Nate and, and Tony Ressler, our owner, and, and some other things that are in this article. But, Mike, two things happen in these situations. One, you make it out. The star shines. You move on. You win championships. Or two, you don't. You go through multiple coaches. There are multiple changes in the organization, and at the end of the day, the star is always blamed because he's the face of the franchise. That is what's going on right now with Trey Young, which is why he's a little bit uptight, and maybe his dad is too. I don't know if you guys realize this, but if I can't hold my star accountable, Mm -hmm. how can I coach him? For everybody that's wanting to run Nate out of town, and don't get me wrong, I was the first one to say, hey, call timeouts when you need to call them, Nate. Make the right decisions when it comes to the end of these games and and at least giving us a chance. But, Mike, another part of this is if Nick has his back, 
How does the coach hold the star accountable well, and talk to him? It's impossible, and that's the inference from the article that uh, that there is a relationship with uh, Nick Ressler and Trey, and that would obviously you know supersede his relationship with the head coach. Which at this point, guys, I mean, Nate might as well just quit. Nate might as well just resign. And that was the story that we got from Sham Sharania that he was thinking about it. And, you know, again, it, it wasn't really a story because a guy was thinking about doing something he didn't do. But in hindsight, maybe he should just quit and walk away because he's too old for this nonsense. I think he's going to stay, to, to Sam's point. You walking away from money? I'm not. No, I mean, you, you know, he's, like, he's got money and he's, he's, you're going to make them fire him to, Correct. Get, to hold out with the remainder of the contract. Yeah, I, and, and that, is, that is one of the reasons why I think he's still here. The other part of this is, and again, the title of this article, and I think the end part is the most important, when it says the end of the Travis Schlink era in Atlanta, the Hawks' new power structure, and how it's impacting the team. We're not winning. If we were winning, if we were first or second place in the Eastern Conference, if we were the Boston Celtics right now, this would be a side story. Because you know what? It would be able, we would be able to put this aside because we'd say our stars can handle this. Our stars right now don't even coexist together. It's a problem. Now, Travis Schlenk is a guy that's been in the NBA, you know, since, well, well forever. He's got, a, he's got a lifetime of experience. Uh, he'd been there going back to the Warriors' success. For, well, that's now 18 years ago. And, you know, I just feel – You've got a chance to turn this thing around. I want the general manager to make a decision. But, again, you said it. General manager has been on the loop since the summertime. General manager was not interested in the DeJounte Murray trade because he was of the opinion, it seems, we were giving up way too much to the Spurs to get him. So now you've got who, what, where. I've got a general manager who's got about, what, five months' experience in uh, Landry Fields. He may be having to lean into what the uh, son of the owner is telling him to do. And in the meantime, you need to make something big happen here by the trade deadline to shake things up with this organization. You need better players on this floor. For God's sakes, just move John Collins on and put everybody out of their misery, including John, who's been a, let's be honest, Carl, the consummate pro about this. Yeah. But you need to yeah. make a big move. Who's making this big decision? Is this new group of people controlling this thing capable of making the moves before the deadline to turn this thing around? All right, want to hear from you guys at 404-741-0929. Lots of people chiming in. Some people saying, all right, it's time to clean house. I'll slow down. Okay, okay. let me say this. Mike, I, I got to say this. If we trade Trey, and we're not, and we shouldn't, and you didn't draft Luka, and you traded Cam Reddish, and you clean house, where are we? We're, we're ninth seed. We're, we're not even that. I'm just, I'm just being wise. I mean, yeah, we, you'd be even worse right now. What, where are we? We at least have a face and a star, and we're relevant. We got to get this right around him. He has to do his part, Mike, and be mature about situations and do what the team needs to do. But at the end of the day, trading Trey and blowing this, that's not, it, that, that's not the answer. A lot of people think we've already lost this Luca thing because we didn't we didn't get him and we've already moved on from Oh, we Cam. did. Like, just, you know what? I argued this for th- for three years. We lost the Luca trade. We lost the Luca. So trade. then, why the hell would you trade Trey Young? You can't. You can't. So let's stop. Let's stop with that and let's fix all the other things that need to be fixed. With that said, let's get to an NFL blitz. Hey, hey. Welcome to the NFL. And Bell. I think a lot of guys want to know who we're trusting right now with the decision-making of the Hawks, and I think that is the big question. Ray points that out. He says, Dukes, who are we trusting now? I will say this, and I don't know what you think about Travis Schlink, but he was with Bob Myers, and they built a dynasty. I know he knew what he was doing. 
It may not have, have transformed here, but I know he knew what he was doing. But if you're going to allow somebody to make the move, and again, the only way the Trey and Luka thing works is for us to win the championship. Okay, we always said, Carl, it didn't have to be a zero-sum game, right? I know we're in the NFL, but we got to move on. It doesn't have to be both guys win or both guys. One guy's a winner, one guy's a loser. Both teams can be successful. But right now, this team is a hell of a lot more dysfunctional than the Dallas Mavericks. The surrounding cast, yep. the picks that came along with them are gone. Cam Reddish, you just mentioned. And now we just mortgage a bunch of picks to get DeJounte Murray. And it's not working. Let's talk about the NFL and the playoffs. Blitz brought to you by our friends at uh, Priority Men's Medical Centers. Check them out at PriorityMensMedical.com. Coming up in less than 10 minutes. The Hawks also made another move today that's kind of been lost in all of this. We're going to tell you what that is, and it's a name you're familiar with. Let's hear from Daniel Jones, Mike, because he's not satisfied with just making the playoffs. We're definitely not satisfied just to have made the playoffs. You know, that's not how, how we see it as a group. We were confident in our team uh, dating back to training camp and knew what we were able to accomplish. So, yeah, we're by no means satisfied just to be in the playoffs. We expect to, to play well and to win, and that's our expectation every week. That doesn't change us. Has your opinion changed on Daniel Jones? Not, I still don't think he's the guy, but I think Brian Dable is a really good coach. He's getting more out of him and playing to his strengths and trying to minimize his weaknesses. But this would certainly you know, gain a lot of respect in that Giants fan base if this guy can pull out a win. It's still Kirk Cousins. You know, you still people don't trust him. You know, they, they barely had to go with a, a marathon, was a 60-some-odd-yard field goal to beat the Giants the first time around at their house. Yeah, it's that, that game to me, and, and we'll get to our picks, I'm tempted to take the Giants. I really am mm. because I don't believe in the Vikings. But even if the Vikings win, here's the bigger question, sports fans. Do you think they're going to beat either the Eagles or the 49ers in the divisional round? No, no not this year. No, I mean, there's going to no. be a learning curve. But is, who's got the best player on the field? The Vikings with yes. Justin Jefferson. They do. Right? And, they do. And you could argue when Dalvin's healthy, he and Saquon are kind of a push. Quarterback, even though Cousins don't respect, is better than Daniel Jones. But again, defense, Giants got a better defense. All right. You going Vikings? Yeah, you got me thinking <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I need to I need to pull out a couple of three and O's because you're running away with the picks, man. You you were like a horse that really hit it at the last furlong here. Hey, let's hear from John Harbaugh, Mike. Uh, ignoring what is being said about Lamar's contract, hmm. Lamar will not play. We now know. We've said it the last couple of days. He put out a statement. Actually, put a post out saying, "I love my teammates, guys. I want to be out there. I'm just physically not able to be out there." Here's John Harbaugh. I wouldn't say that things don't ever make you mad that you read or you hear. And people do speculate on different things. And sometimes, yeah, you kind of do, you go, man, I can't believe someone would say that or think that. But the, you try your best not to, not to let it affect you emotionally. So uh, at this point in time, just kind of ignoring all that and just focusing on uh, having the team, all of us preparing, you know, myself included, along with every other single individual together, preparing to be as, to, you know, to be as ready as we can to play, you know, a very tough opponent in a, in a wild card round. And, all that other stuff just becomes kind of noise, and you just try to just put it out of your mind. I told you yesterday I got a buddy who does a rock radio in Baltimore, and he's saying the mood is getting a little ugly in the Charm City. Uh, folks that had Lamar's back were of the opinion in the 11th hour he was going to do the Willis Reed to the point now where are you unwilling to play or unable? That's the key. And even Sammy Watkins, Carl, even he, now you got players popping off about this. And he says, in this league, everybody is pretty much banged up or hurt. Uh-oh. I don't want to speak for him, Lamar. And his situation, whatever he's going through with the contracts, I don't know what world he's in. But for me, you got a chance to do something special. Sounds like that's a player saying, get you out on the field. That's exactly what it sounds like. How would you feel, by the way? Would you, would you, would you press him to play? I mean, you look, you're talking about a guy right now who's looking for millions and millions of dollars, which he's due. 
He's going to get franchise tag potentially, or he could get that two hundred fifty to three hundred million dollar contract. And you've been disrespected by the uh, group. I don't know. Some players always will side with another player and say, "Look, man, you say it's a business; they say it's a game, and vice versa." Yeah. But in this case, he's got an opportunity to win a Super Bowl. Watkins at it. I hope he hobbles back out there. Wow. Yeah, that's that's calling him out right there. That's that's no other way to look at it. That's calling him out. Mike McCarthy, can you fix the issues with Dak Prescott heading into this game against Tampa Bay on Monday night? Dak, guys, continues to throw interceptions. Here's what Mike McCarthy of the Cowboys had to say. I have great confidence in how we evaluate our players, you know, the, the intensity of the, of the grading that the coaches go through Sunday night and Monday morning. I mean, they put a lot of time into it. So Dak in particular, you know, he's being coached, um, you know, through the things that, you know, he needs to continue to build off of, which is the majority of his play that and I know we're talking about the negative now, but but you, you definitely have to correct and, and learn from us. So I, I think the application of moving forward is is really the answer to your question as opposed to sitting there and just, you know, harping what? on the what? What? on the negative number. What? What? Talking what? in circles, man. What, what did he just say? Did he say he was going to fix it or not? I think, you know, we, we got opportunities to do better things, obviously areas that need improving we're going to try to improve on, but it won't necessarily be the determining factor on how we improve them. What, what does that even mean? Play, what, what are you talking about? I know about? we're talking about the negative now, but... Why don't you go have some onion rings? What are you talking about? He, yeah, I, 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 I was hoping he'd say, yes, here's how I'm going to fix Dak. This is what we're going to do. <laughs> and and I, I didn't hear that. I heard that the coaches go through Sunday night and Monday morning. Yeah, I mean, they pull up. <laughs> I mean, it, it's you got you got an owner who makes no sense, a coach who makes no sense, a quarterback throwing picks everywhere. I mean, they may beat the Bucks, but they're not getting much farther than that. Listen to what Joe Mixon had to say about the Bengals, Mike. Mm. He says everybody else get lost. We the big dogs of the AFC, and everybody knows that they're gunning for us. But and we know we're gonna get everybody best shot. Okay. All right. I, Chiefs might have something to say about that, but you did beat them in their house last year, so you can crow. Uh, meanwhile, Saints say the Cardinals, Texas Broncos are, quote, well aware of yeah. the compensation for Sean Payton. Uh, one place, we just mentioned the Cowboys. You know, I was thinking about this. I heard Andy Randy talking about it earlier today at the Twin Peaks. Jerry Jones has total control. Sean Payton's not going somewhere he can't have input with personnel. So that that's never happening. It is interesting. Um, Got to be able to pick the groceries, mm. especially with the pedigree of a guy like Sean Payton. When we come back, you know his name, and now he's got a new title, and it's all a part of this Hawk situation. We're talking. 92.9, the game. It is Dukes and Bell Sports Radio, 92.9, the game. Coming up, yeah, man, no man. We are done a little bit early tonight, 6.30. What? Hawks Pacers. I don't know what Hawks team is going to show up tonight. I'm, d- I'm done predicting what we're going to do on the floor. Now, is Nick Ressler going to hand the lineup card down to Nate? Okay, you know what? Come on now. <laughs> that's that's a little bit too much, isn't it? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, we have a new assistant general manager, Mike Bell. Yes. Now, here's something I think we could all be excited about because he's a good guy, and he's worked with the Nets, and now he's working with us. He's been doing some player development. Kyle Korver is now moving on up. Promoted today as assistant general manager. So, Landry Fields, Kyle Korver. Um, I love Korver as a player. He's a great dude. Um, really nice guy. If you ever get a chance to meet Kyle Culver, he's just an everyday dude. That doesn't mean that I trust Kyle Culver or Landry Fields at this point because they've right. both done nothing. I don't know how you change the makeup of this team. Now, two years from now, we may be having a different conversation. Right. And we may be saying, you know what, Kyle Culver and Landry Fields, hey, it's what an amazing thing they've done to turn this team around and look where we are. But we're not there yet. 
I wish Kyle nothing but the best. I love him as a dude, as a guy. He was a part of our 60-win team, guys. He was here as a Hawk and one of the best three-point shooters to, to play the game. But being an executive, putting teams together, evaluating talent, meshing egos, all the things we talk about, it's a different, that's a different animal. But the thing now is, and this is the article that came out uh, today from The Athletic from Sam Amick, talking about uh, Tony Ressler's son, who has brought in his friends and people he feels are qualified to run back, or at least have input into an NBA team, giving input, presumably, to the general manager you're referring to, in a year where we need something bold. Something big has to happen to get this thing back on track. And with all due respect to these guys, I don't know who wrestlers' pals are. I play NBA 2K. I put it in my, my GM mode. It takes a long time to do the whole season. It does. But, I mean, it doesn't qualify you as somebody who can tell you how to run an NBA team. And, and about Landry Fields, you're right. He's only got about five or six months on this job as the boss boss. And, by the way, NBA 2K, I get trades every other game. I get trade offers, and you go, no, no. Well, no, anytime you get a trade, whether it's fantasy football or in a video game, someone's trying to screw you. There's nothing. There's, <laughs> there's a guy in our league. He just happens to be in the stockbroking business. Not to draw any correlation yes. to that, but a good yeah, friend yeah. of ours will call him Patchogue John. How many times you and I are there? Wait a minute. That's his, that's his <laughs> name, isn't it? I just gave you the town he grew up in. Oh, uh, okay, okay. But this guy, Chris, if you ever play fantasy football, this guy makes trade. And you know, guy, here's a great trade for you. No, no, you're trying to screw me. This is a bad, this is not mutually beneficial. This is a one-sided. <laughs> all trades in fantasy are like that. Can I hear Sam Emick? He came on from The Athletic to start the show today, guys. We're spending a lot of time on this. It's a big deal. We're supposed to be better. We're supposed to be more right. relevant. Our, we shouldn't be having stories written about our organization being in dysfunction. This is supposed to be different. So this is a big deal. And if you're rolling around today or you're listening on your computer, you're going, Dixon Bell, I don't understand what the problem is. You don't understand what the problem is. Two years ago, we were in the Eastern Conference Finals. We were seconds away from being potentially in an NBA championship. Mm-hmm. We've never experienced that in this city, and it's a huge basketball city. We love the NBA in this city. The numbers tell us as much. Right. So that's why. We're dying for a winner. We didn't build on the success. Guys, think about it. You had, If you were down at State Farm two years ago, you had everything from the hardcore fan that's been dying for this, guys like Rob Tribble who grew up with this team, to the, the casual fan who was just so excited that this thing was happening and there was a buzz. And now we're just kind of, like I said yesterday, flaccid. We're just listless. So how do we fix this? And look, guys, there's nothing wrong with being in the father and son business. If your dad built something and you get in on it and you're competent and you know what you're doing, and there's been lots of guys that have done that. But in professional sports, I told you in the 2 o'clock It's hard, hour, Mike. It's hard. Brother, I mean, think about it. The Roonies, the Maras, Jeannie Buss. Of course, Jeannie Buss's dad you know, did some of the heavy lifting, but she was obviously brilliant in how to run and be involved in NBA marketing and running the team. And then you think about Jim Ursay, you know, once he put down the Grey Goose, he won a Super Bowl. But that's it. You can literally spend hours looking for the guys. You think about, like, remember, here's a name for it. I don't know if you remember the name. The, the old Patriots before uh, Crafton uh, got in there. Pat Sullivan. Oh, yeah. The one that Matt Millen punched, punched out on the, the field. Face. Yes, he sure did. So, guy fancied himself an NFL personnel guy because daddy owned the team. Yeah. So I'm predisposed to not like this until you prove me wrong. Now, if this cabal of so-called NBA experts can find a coach that can tune this thing up and get rolling, I'll take all this back. But right now, it's just adding fuel to a dysfunctional fire, in my mind. And, and it's for me, Mike, it's more than the coach because if the stars don't mesh, no coach going to be able to fix that. And is the owner's son buddy with Trey, which means now the, the whoever the coach is here, Carl, can never do anything to really get the most out of the player. You could argue. Sam Emick said this in regards to Nate. I asked him, is it fair 
for the criticism that Nate is getting based on what we know behind the scenes and what's going on? I think it contextualizes it. And I think that, you know, I mean, there's one thing, and we've, we've written about it, talked about it in the past. It was not really a big part of this story. As it relates to Nate, you know, I would highlight the fact that, that if you're a head coach and you have a prominent franchise centerpiece player like Trey Young, um, you know, who at least in the past was known to be pretty tight with the owner's son, uh, I think in the coaching ranks around the league, there there has for some time been a sense that, that Nate would have a tricky time, you know, really connecting and holding Trey accountable in terms of the way he wants to run the team, uh, you know, because of these power dynamics, again, that, that existed within the franchise. And, and there was this sense, you know, uh, fair or not. And again, I, you know, Nick, I'm sure is feeling like some of this stuff is unfair, but like that, that Trey's ability to, to kind of circumvent, you know, whether it's his coach, whether it's the front office, whether it's anything that, that his, uh, his, his kind of rapport with Nick was, was making it tricky on some of the other team officials, Nate among them. So, yeah, I think that context should be part of the Nate conversation. And then Nate in general, I mean, the other, again, we've had a few Hawks pieces recently, but like, you know, like nobody expects Nate to be around after this season. Um, you know, there's there's very, very strong signs that the Hawks are already, you know, deciding what they want to do on that front. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I don't think he's going to step down largely because that would cost him a lot of money and he's a smart guy. And you don't. Not in that business. You fire him. And then you have to pay them. Um, it's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Hawks fans, are you hearing this? How can you? Have a conversation or discipline a player. You guys remember when Trey didn't want to come to the game? You guys remember that? Mm Mm-hmm. Remember that? Different context now, isn't it? Completely. How can you talk to a player, discipline him, or more importantly, have him be the conduit to the team if you can't hold him accountable? I can't sit here and and, and point the finger at Nate for more than he needs to have the, his fair share of blame for, Mike. Mm-hmm. Has he blown some games? Yes, coaches do. Has he missed some things as far as time management, clock management, timeouts, challenges? Yes, coaches do. But it's bigger than that. Yeah, I mean, and I know that some folks here in this town, they always kind of lean towards the star athlete and they don't want to hear anything critical. But, I mean, there it is. It's all laid out for you. I mean, as I said, I know not everyone uh, subscribes to The Athletic, but it's, it's a really compelling piece. It's in-depth. Talks all about this recent West Coast trip and all the executives and, the, and this group of people that were out there and meeting with Tony Ressler. And, and what is the future of this franchise? A franchise which, again, we all are passionate for. We all want to win. And we've done nothing since we got the, the architect, the man who got you two wins from going to the NBA finals got pushed out. Why did he get pushed out? Because apparently the son's owner has a lot of juice in the organization. And he didn't want to go on with the DeJounte Murray trade. He thought, and no, it makes sense on the floor, but he thought the ask was too much. You're giving up too much. And they moved him out. So the guy that got you as f- the farthest the Hawks have ever gotten in their franchise history is gone. That's Travis Schlein. Y'all weren't talking about Travis two seasons ago. Matter of fact, we were talking about building and what he had done and how this nucleus was going to be special and la, 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 la. Let's hear Sam Emick talk about Nick wrestler this is uh, our owner's son and this is the context in which he talks about this in the article it's not quite that simple at all um 
it, it's it's I and admittedly for for our jobs, like I love these dynamics fascinate me endlessly because you know you call them palace intrigue, call it power dynamics. Um, I do think to your question, there's some nuance there. No, he's not running the show. Uh, he has uh, a voice. He has a lot of influence, and I think one of the things a lot of times that influential people, and not to, to pick on Nick at all, but I think you know he'd be a little more vulnerable to this if you were a younger influential person, mm-hmm. is is that people are smart, right? And so they figure out who's got the juice. And, and when you are the owner's son, that's going to come with uh, a lot of inevitable juice, especially if you're actually part of the group. And so w- what I have learned and what I think happens a lot in terms of their dynamics is that, um, you know, Sure, you might. The Hawks might want to get defensive and say he just has a voice. Except that people in that room tend to gravitate towards. Well, if 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 Nick and Tony feel this way, you know, what does that mean for my future with this franchise if I go against that? Um, and and to be honest with you, I mean, look at Schlenk's kind of fate here. Um, you know, Nick. And to clarify this, it was in the story, but I think to be fair, like on the Murray trade, like I mean, Nick was by no means the only guy who wanted it most of the room if not the rest of the room wanted that trade other than travis okay Uh, and again i'm no basketball savant but i've been around this a long time who would you give up three first round picks for give me your list I'm going to tell you right now, it's it's very few names, Mike. LeBron in his prime. It's basically only the guys ahead of Trey right now on average scoring per game. LeBron in his right. prime. Right. Giannis. Would you throw Donovan Mitchell in that mix for what he's accomplished? Or well, not? I think the Cavs the gave, Cavs similar. gave up similar package to get him. My point is, guys, you have to go from where we are to being a championship team immediately if I'm giving you three first-round picks. you got to win. you got to win right now. Right now. And that's what we're not doing. So this trade right now doesn't look good because what we gave up, and I know everybody doesn't care right now because mm-hmm. we're a team that's supposed to be in the mix, but we're not winning. So I, I, I don't know. I, I think the whole – and he's basically saying, look, Nick is not the only guy with the voice – we're going to hear from Steve Coonan coming up, Hawk CEO, as he makes his weekly visit to the show. And we said this. We love Steve. With all due respect, we got to ask these hard questions today. we got to, we got to hmm. ask. And I don't know if he, he answers these questions, but there's a lot of stuff out there with the Hawks right and, now. You know, we mentioned Kyle Corver being advanced to assistant GM. We all like Kyle, but again, the experience, the breadth of experience between him and Landry Jones is not very deep in a year where you've got some really tough decisions to make to fix this thing, starting with the head coach. So you keep him, trade you make before the deadline. Yeah. Joker, you giving up three first-round passes? I'm just saying. Jason Tatum? There's Yes. There's there's guys that you would go, yes, and automatically we become a championship team with that addition. That hasn't happened in this situation. And by the way, it's not DJ's fault. Hey, the guy brings effort. He brings accountability. I don't know. This thing is a mess. There's no other way to describe it. All right, man, we got guy, uh, not guy talk, but yeah, man, no man coming up. Bo Morgan's going to join us next year on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is Dukes and Bell coming up. We are going to talk about what is going on in the picks. Picks are coming up next hour. I, I can't wait. Uh, 420. Uh, I'm 33, 19, and 2. Mike Bell's 27, 25, and 2. Chris is 26, 27, and 2. Bo is 20, 31, and 2. Listen, playoffs can make the difference. Somebody could possibly overtake the lead here. It's going to be it's going to be fun over the next few weeks. Yeah, I blame Zeno, man. That's my fault. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> fold him in. I was on the beach. I was, you know, I was three bourbons in by the time you guys did the picks. I, I blew it. I blew it. Uh, by the way, it says Duke's 33, 19, and 2. Cheater. Uh, Bell, 27, 25, and 2. Solid but not spectacular. <laughs> yeah. No, it is. That's the definition of it. I mean, with the, now, again, if you had a bookmaking operation, but when you get to the VIG, you know, that's a percentage charge. You're not really making anything. I'm barely breaking even. Sorry about that, sports fans. Well, listen, you have good experience with that kind of stuff. Uh, 26, 27, and 1. That's Chris, and it says, I lost a bow head-to-head, and I owe him a bottle of bourbon. Wow. Mm. Personal. All right, man, that's coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. More on the Hawks as well. We appreciate all of you guys hitting us up. We don't have the answers to how to fix this because I don't know if we know what the power structure is. <laughs> right. Like, seriously, I would love to tell you guys, hey, it's going to be fine. Here's who's calling the shots, and this is what's going on. Mike, we don't know about what's yeah, going on. The la- I mean, last few years, if something wasn't right, we'd talk to, or the morning show would talk to Travis Schlenk and ask him about it. The buck stopped with him. Wrestler had confidence in him. Wrestler had the confidence in Travis Schlenk to go sign all these guys, put all the money on the floor, and we're not seeing the results. And uh, and now we realize there's some completely different. More on that coming up. All right, guys, let's get to Yeah Man, No Man. It's time for Yeah Man, No Man. Kind of makes me wonder why the hell so many people are trying to tell me to slow down. Seems like they should be shutting the hell up and enjoying the show. He's six foot one. Not really. From Florida, Kennesaw State, and gives rapid fire questions. <laughs> executive producer of the Dukes and Bell Show, Bo Morgan. Brought to you by the W-Sauce, America's Worcestershire Sauce, Bigger, Better, Boulder. All right, Bo, what's happening today, my man? I mean, it's a slow day in Atlanta, right? <laughs> no news. Yeah. Uh, real big shout out to Sam Amick uh, for coming on because uh, him and I text early in the week and he was like, you know what? Because he did the article on John Collins. He's like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm not going to come on. And then. He comes on today after he drops a bomb on us. So right. uh, that's kind of cool. Really appreciated that. But anyways, um, you know, we've always asked the question why these young players are signing these ridiculously team-friendly deals mm. with Alex Anthopoulos and the Braves. And uh, Matt Olson is a guy who honestly kind of came over in a trade, a younger player, signed a deal that is team-friendly if you look at his mm. numbers comparative to – what he could have made on the open market, 
But uh, he kind of answered in his own way when he sat down with some guys from Barstool Sports uh, recently, and he talked about why he loves playing for the Braves and what separates them from other organizations, including the one in Oakland that he came from. Brought up the ballpark versus the Coliseum. Initial reaction when you walked into the home clubhouse for the first time and saw the difference. I mean, I knew I had heard around the league that it was that it was sweet and you know, it's guys on the visitor's side. I almost didn't believe it when I walked in at first. Uh, it's it's such a nice setup. I mean, anything you want, they get. You know, this year, I forget who it was in spring training. Uh, Cleveland Visiting Clubhouse has towel warmers. And one of the guys was talking <laughs> to Alex in, in spring. He's like, we need to get those towel warmers. And sure enough, the day we showed up, they were installed right outside the shower. I mean, just like the littlest things that, that uh, was not happening previously. Uh, it, it's and, and Alex does such a good job, and uh, ownership will, will give you anything you want here. I mean, if, if they if they think it's going to translate to wins on the field or uh, you know just team morale, they're all about it. So it's pretty sick. I guess things at the uh, Oakland Coliseum are still not much better than the Moneyball <laughs> scenes that were portrayed in the movie. Where they had, now, I don't, I don't know if they still have to pay for soda, but <laughs> but man, as we said when the trade went down, it's like he died and went to baseball heaven for Matt Olson, and he's basically agreeing with us. He's home, right? He's playing for a winner. He's playing for a team that's going to compete for a championship. I don't know if, if he could ask for more, but mm. man, Oakland is that bad? I mean, seriously, like. Mm. Their payroll, Chris, I'm looking at you, it's 28, 30 million, something like that. I mean, their payroll, there are guys in the league who are singularly in one season, one year, making more than the entire payroll of the Oakland Athletic. It's unreal. Mm. It's unreal. I wish Matt would ask for, uh, you know, our all-star shortstop to come back for in a few more years. I would, too. I mean, could, would that have been too much to ask for, or does Alex not give you that? <laughs> I, I, obviously, he didn't give us that. Now, only time's going to tell, but uh, it's funny. The base, I've never had a. Mike Chris just said their payroll was $27 million, Right. $27.5. Yeah. And uh, Jeez. Juan Soto just signed for $23 million on a one year deal with the Padres, by the way. Wow. Avoiding arbitration. One year deal. So he's betting on himself and then obviously getting a monster deal after that. I mean, only time will tell if trading the heart and soul of your team away matters and the young guys just step up. But we can't. There's no, there's no, you can argue all day with me and Squidbilly about that. Only time will tell. There's no way of knowing. There isn't. Uh, Scherzer just signed for $43 million for one season. Scherzer's making more than the entire Oakland Athletics right. roster. I mean, that's – and it just gets back to what he's talking about mm. with the stadium and the, and the things. Right. Wow. All right, I've had this story because um, it came out uh, – I think it was out Monday. I can't remember if this was a full week or not. We've had so many short weeks lately. But gambling, sports gambling went legal in Ohio on New Year's Day. Mm -hmm. And Bernie Kosar, um, he put in a ceremonial first bet after it went live. Well, Bernie Kosar does pregame for the Browns radio network, and he's a member of the Browns organization. As, as, as Basically, they pay him. Right. See, radio networks, uh, sometimes, you know, some guys are team employees, some guys aren't. Uh, I'm I'm not, and I work for our radio network, and I basically kind of run it. So, it, I'm, but I'm not a team employee. But Bernie is. Bernie was relieved of his duties because, as a team employee, his bet violated NFL rules. Mm. So now he cannot be. He didn't get to do the Steelers game, which was the last game of the year. So he makes the first bet. Lays night. He was number nineteen for the Browns, so he puts nineteen thousand dollars down right on the Browns bow. Is that what it was to win? And the idea of this, and this goes back to guys who don't understand why Ridley got popped. 
because he's involved in the organization and he's on the pregame show, he might be privy to information, a latest yep. injury, yep. some new wrinkle to what's going on personnel-wise or game plan-wise. And that's why – I know it sounds ticky-tack, but that's why that happens. I know there's, there's – they're very – again, guys, if you think it's no better than wrestling, people will stop watching, and that's why they have such a mean on for anything involving that sort of thing. I – it sounds know. silly. It but, does, but Mike, but, I, I, but that's I, the logic behind it. It is, but I, I'm, I'm I'm mixed on this only because wrong is wrong. The rules are in the, in the right. you know the rules. All I'm saying is this is becoming more prevalent, Mike. Right. Well, the, as, the gambling, gambling gambling as gambling expands around the country. Yes, and and all I'm saying is I think we're going to see more of this kind of situation where somebody does something like this and they end up getting suspended or whatever mm-hmm. because it's just becoming more and more prevalent. I'm not telling you it's right. I'm just saying. Guys are looking at this the same way many of you are, and they're going, wait a minute, the NFL's making all this money off of this, that, and the other. Why can't I put a little bet down? You just can't bet on your sport. And for me, this is comes back to where, you know, a lot of guys were like, Well, Calvin Ridley got he got done wrong and he was he was screwed over and you know, for what Deshaun Watson got compared Dude, Bernie Kozar is literally just a pregame host and but he because he's paid by the team, you're not allowed. It's not just players. It's anyone yep. in an organization right. that is paid for the team. If if their social media uh, director, so basically the person that tweets and posts Instagram posts for the team, was to bet on an NFL game and it found out, they're they done. would be fired and they would probably never work for a sports team again because of how bad of a look it would be for them. They, that's the reality of the situation. So when you think Calvin Ridley got done wrong, just think about how you know he's making millions. And Bernie, I know he played – but he just lost out on a lot of money, yeah. And uh, you know, working for the rest of his life at, at, at a good gig for him. It's not just players, so don't don't give me the woe is me for Calvin Ridley. I, it's happening everywhere. I just took a training course on this uh, for another job and uh, side gig that I do. And and Bo, to your point, they is imp- this the male stripping gig? What does it have to do with sports? Shh, you're not supposed to tell anybody. Sorry. They said that if you go to Vegas, okay. This is one of those hypotheticals. You guys have taken these courses, right? You know, Mike just talked about the one that we couldn't get away from over yes. Christmas, the Christmas holiday. Yes. But they were like, if you go to Vegas and you're one of the team employees to what you're talking about, you can poke, you can play poker. You can go play blackjack. You just can't lay a bet sports. On, on your team or your league. Right. And, and, like, you, you confuse that with, well, I'm in Vegas. I can do this. And you can't. So I, mm. I get it. And, by the way, these investigators and these team personnel people that they have – they're going to find out. It's just like with Calvin Ridley. They're going right. to find out if you're doing this stuff. All right, guys. It's uh, Dukes and Bell Tailgate at home. Don't forget the Buckhead Butcher Shop is a proud sponsor. New location, and we will be there on the uh, 27th, I believe, for a show. I'm really looking forward to that because if, I don't I know, uh, I don't know if you guys have been there, but the pitchers mm. were unbelievable. Real quick, like, it's going to be a kind of a cold Saturday and Sunday. I'm going to sit in and watch some games. Yeah. I've got a little bit of deer meat left. I'm going to do some deer sloppy joes because I'm a huge fan of deer uh, of sloppy joes and venison. You put a little W sauce in there while you're cooking it, and then you get over and you put the sloppy joe mix in. It's going to be phenomenal. That sounds great. Yeah, in the Buckhead Butcher Shop, they carry or will be, I think it's already there, Hey Man. Yes. They will carry Hey Man L. And, and part of this is, and we're going to explain this in a couple of weeks when we're there, the experience of Buckhead Butcher Shop has always been about going in and getting the, the cut of meat that you want and having them explain to you or help you decide how you might want to prepare it. This now gives you a different experience. And, again, I don't want to blow it, 
But part of it is, Mike, you, you can actually go in and have a tasting and do some different things, and they've got Hey Man Ale there. So I'm super excited about checking right. it out. But, Bo, Sunday is going to be my day uh, just because we got three games, right? right? We got three games Sunday, and that's the day that I think that I'm going to end up doing something. But I think it's going to be like a snack attack. I don't know if I'm going to do something big. <laughs> so the wife's out of town this weekend, so it's just me and Ike. So what do the boys do? We get some gourmet hot dogs. I got the Wagyu beef hot dogs from the Cleaver and the Cork, which are partners, by the way. They are good. With our buddies over there at Buckhead Butcher Shop. They're, they're, all, they're all pals. So I'm going to basically do like kind of a gourmet chili. Becky made some chili. It's in the crock pot sitting there on a the low right now. So I'm going to have like basically gourmet chili dogs tonight. That sounds good. There's nothing like smelling chili in the crock pot all day long. Oh, man. It yeah. makes the whole house just, smell and good. And I just keep throwing cheese in there. <laughs> you know, the shredded cheese, shredded cheese. Keep it going. So Dude, with my chili, I'm, I'm just like Mike. I just put, I put cheese, stir it, cheese. Stir it, cheese mm. on the top. I almost make and I use the Frito scoops. It basically I make I turn I turn my chili into Frito pie, yeah. Yeah. and and my chili is good. I don't need it, but I just I'm I'm like Mike. I just want to have as much cheese as possible. <laughs> and so uh, and I got only everything bun by the way. Those Ooh. toasted everything buns. Oh nice. Hold they me. hold everything. So I'll have the wagyu beef, and I'll be next to me eating a sausage. Okay, fair enough. All right, all right, guys. As always, Yeah Man No Man is brought to you by the uh, the W Sauce, America's Worcestershire sauce. It's bigger, better, bolder. Get over to wsauce.com. Find a retailer near you. I told you about our friends at the Buckhead Butcher Shop, and don't forget the Georgia Hemp Company at thegeorgiahempcompany.com. Squidbilly Tan for ten percent off your CBD needs. Turtle, man, hit my music. Oh, I like it, Bo. On a Friday, it's Dukes and Bell. We're sliding into the weekend. And uh, we hope you're having a good day. Listen, yeah. Hawks or not, because this article by Sam Hammock has exposed some things that, Mike, I don't know if a lot of people were aware of. i got to be honest, guys. It's Friday the 13th, and for Hawks fans, it really does feel like a horror movie. Coming up, we're going to talk more about what's going on at Clemson. Will it work? This is a bold move by Dabo Sweeney as he continues to try to evolve. We'll tell you the latest of what's going on around college football. And we're getting ready for the parade. Go dogs! Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 